Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Iris finally hooks up with her female friend she has wanted to play with for a while, but John is away. She sends him pictures and videos, but he is eager for more. After years of dabbling in the lifestyle with their lifelong friends, they get to have their first full couple swap experience with the Silver Foxes. And we're back at the sex apartment. Today we have John and Iris joining us, two that I've wanted to get in here for a while now. So welcome, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Welcome, welcome. As we always do, and you guys have listened before, you know, we always start in with, how'd you guys discover the lifestyle? was just talking about it. She had some interest in women and me being a guy, I'm like, yeah, sure. And we went searching around a little bit amongst our friends mostly to see maybe if, hey, would this work out with this person, this person? And then she ended up having one friend that we knew would be possibly interested. And I was down because it was another sexy Latina chick. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) we ended up trying and things never lined up with that. And then when it finally did work, I was actually not in the state because I was in the military at the time. I was stationed somewhere else temporarily. So I just got a call one day like, hey, we're thinking about getting together. What do you think? I'm like, yeah. Like, yes, yes, now, please go. Just send some pictures, you know. <laughs> so then I, the pictures started coming through and it was like right when smartphones first came out. So you had video and some better quality pictures than a flip phone. So I was like. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then at that time, though, like I thought it was going to be sweet. And then it's turned into like the happiest and saddest day in my life (laughs) because like I had two sexy Latina chicks in my bed finally that are naked and I'm not fucking there. (laughs) And you're miles away at that. We tried to include you. like 14 hours away and I'm just like, fuck. Oh, no. So Iris then, was it your idea? I think we had just both talked about it and we just mutually agreed that we'd be willing to try it. Okay. So how long after you first talked about it did that first time actually happen? Six months probably. Okay. Yeah, because we had gotten married and then I left for boot camp three months Early after we after. got married. Had you had any girl-girl experience prior to that or was it just something that had been in your head? No, it was just, I'd watch stuff and I was just kind of curious. I find women attractive. and Me too. I just. <laughs> so so Naturally. going into this, she'd always claimed like, oh, I don't think I'm, I'm bi-curious or bisexual. And then I find out like later on, actually more recently, that she used to touch herself to the Sears catalog. I'm like, that's the most wow. bisexual shit I've ever heard. Wow. <laughs> See, w- whatever, J.C. Penney's Sears. It's one of those. That's like a thirteen-year-old boy's thing to do. So to hear you did it, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I actually fucking love that. <laughs> so what happened with this girl? Uh, we were just kind of having a few drinks and kissing, and we sent oh, I some pictures well. of yeah. <laughs> sent some pictures of us topless. I remember pretty distinctly. I got a video of her going down on you, and then yes. you guys using your toy, yes, and then yeah, topless video. That video that you shot of her going down on you, you were holding it like from your angle. Yes. And oh, okay, that would be fucking hot. It, yeah. it was. I, I'm so pissed that I 
no long. Oh, well, I have the phone, but it's broken. How, how, bro- how broken is it? Because I bet you somebody can pull that shit off for you. <laughs> oh shit! We're that just, would be a good one to have. The worst part is that the kids use it as a toy phone now. So. <laughs> <laughs> It went like black screen to death. It was the original yeah. Motorola slider phone. But are they like the little thumbnail videos? Was it that old? Remember how it was the like videos the first... were like the teeny tiny, like you have to be like, no, it, was, it wasn't the flip phone video that was <laughs> yeah, that no, big. It but. was like the original <laughs> iPhone came out okay. and then Motorola came out with one with... and that was the one I got. Okay. So that's better than what I was picturing. I was picturing those like tiny, tiny, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The little tiny videos. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest video, but at the time it was, it was fucking awesome. It was what was yep. <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. Better than nothing. So she went down on you. Did you go down on her as well? I asked, but she was very weird about that. I still she find was, that amazing. That girl's like, no, I don't. She's like, no. She like I don't, ticklish I don't or something? like it. Yeah, I guess it just, she wasn't into it. So I was like, okay. Oh, I by all means. This. Okay, you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And toys too, huh? Yep. Okay. What kind of toy was it? I think it was like a pink see-through dildo. <laughs> okay. So no vibration, just... That one vibrated. I think okay. it did, yes. Right. It didn't after like yeah. the last few years. It's kind yeah. of dead. <laughs> kind I was of just, it's just a dildo. Kind of broke. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not getting rid of that one. I got your memories. <laughs> no, I think it's gone because I think the oh, battery no. leaked acid oh. in it or okay. something. Just have the first one sign it. Yes. <laughs> Put it up on the wall somewhere. Be cool. Sign it. A memory <laughs> box with it around it. Anyways. <laughs> How many times did you and her hook up? It was just that one time. Just that one time? Yeah. All right. So we wait six months till we have that moment. Where do you go from there? So she actually came to visit me with that girl and things just didn't work out just because of the time frame. And there was somebody else staying with us at the hotel that night and stuff. We were kind of out as a group. And then when we moved to California, right, we had tried to pick it back up because there was nothing going on and I was getting bounced around. We got stationed one place and then they PCS'd me somewhere else, like right after we got a house. So then we ended up in San Diego and I'm like, yeah, let's just enjoy San Diego and, you know, have a good time. And at the time we were trying to have a kid and we were like, all right, let's just put that on hold. When we first got out there, we started looking into it and we ended up finding she was pregnant anyways she'd already been pregnant so it was like shit no there goes that plan you know and we actually at the time was just craigslist that we knew about so we got on there we looked for other couples so it was couples that you were yeah we were looking for single females too but it seemed like it was mostly couples and then we ended up finding one couple when you put that kind of ad out there how much of a response does that oh so we didn't actually put an ad out we were just looking for ads at the time and we ended up finding one couple and we started talking to them a little bit but then i think we freaked them out because we lived in a certain apartment building that had a very distinct balcony and they took a picture on this balcony and they didn't show their faces but it was just like their bodies but you could see the balcony and i'm like oh shit i'm like hey do you guys live here and we never heard another thing after that, that it was see i at that point i i totally wouldn't have said anything i would have just gone out and hey let's go back to your our place and you walk in the door like look familiar it, 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 it was crazy though like I, I didn't think anything of it at the time that after i said it i'm like oh shit like that that was kind of like lightweight creeper you yeah. know we knew there was people in our apartment complex that was like that because the way it was set up is it was uh, more like condos so it was an apartment on the bottom and then one on the top and then the bottom level had your garage hooked to it and mm-hmm. then the top was had a garage next to it but they had a private street and there was three pools and three hot tubs and there was one towards each end of the gate and then one right in the middle. Well, the one on our end of the gate would constantly be shut down. And then the one time they completely drained it because apparently there was like an orgy in the hot tub <laughs> and, and the pool. And this old, the old lady that lived next to it, she was like, we went there the one day and it was completely empty. And I'm like, oh, what the hell happened? She's like, there was an orgy here last night. And I'm like, fuck, nobody invited <laughs> no, us. We <laughs> didn't know about this. You should let me know next time. I'll, I'll stop that. We'll take care of it. <laughs> Okay, so we're looking at Craigslist. Did you have any success with that? No. 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 <laughs> Nothing. Oh, 
And like I said, she was pregnant. So we stepped yeah, away so from okay. her for a little that bit. That makes sense. Okay, well. And then after that, I was in the process of getting out anyways. By the time we had our first kid, we were going to end up being moved if I was staying in. But I got out and I was like, all right, we'll just pick up when we go back. There's no point in like we had no babysitter. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. going to be a pain in the ass. Yep. You know, we were in California. Now, through this whole time, are you guys talking about different experiences, different fantasies and things like that? Just using that in your own bedroom play? It wasn't like all the time, but it still came up. And was that couples or mostly adding an extra female that you guys would fantasize about and talk about? It was mostly females. I mean, we talked about the couples thing at the time. It was like a a single male was not like, Mm -hmm. like I was like at the time completely like, nah, we're not doing that. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. And then. Were you pushing for that at all? No. Any interest? No. No, it ended up happening just because of me being like, okay, well, I got to be fair. Like if we're going to be a nice guy, if we're going to do this, I should probably at least consider her end of it if she wants that. Right. And he did. So you moved back home. Where does your first experience come in? We had some friends and it was actually my childhood best friend expressed that him and his wife were considering doing stuff. I'm like, oh, no shit. So we started talking to them a little bit and it worked out because they had a kid. We had a kid with another one on the way, actually, Mm because when we moved back, she ended up pregnant again. Look at you. Every time you want to get started, this will be a theme Um, here. (laughs) So by the time anything actually happened, we'd had two kids. They had a kid. It worked out because we would try and get together on times where we had no kids or if we did have our kids it'd be like okay let's go set up a weekend adventure at one of the water parks that had the on-site hotels go wear the kids out at the water park all day (laughs) and then go back to the room we usually got one of the rooms like two conjoining bedrooms or the the loft area Mm -hmm. put the kids to sleep and then we go down and have our fun so that was the first push into everything like trying all that out and that's kind of where we stayed for a while we had them we had a single male friend and your friend from college but she was she was in pa so that was kind of not as often it wasn't yeah it wasn't really something we did all the time so what was your first experience then as a couple it was soft swap with them because that's all it ever went with with them was soft swap that's as far as his wife wanted to go and by your definition of soft swap we're talking oral only yeah okay but that happened multiple times with them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was multiple times. First, it was more side-by-side kind of stuff, and her and the wife would play, but it eventually kind of moved along a little bit farther, but it never got past that. And then they ultimately decided they didn't want to continue on doing that kind of stuff anyways. So then it kind of just became her one friend from college, and that was just mostly soft swap. But I mean, as a guy, I'm not going to complain about two girls giving yeah, me please, beat. Please, no, stop. <laughs> and then uh, one of my friends, that was a male, that was soft on his end because literally most of the time it was soft he had an issue like with that at first it wasn't anything due to her mm-hmm. he actually really liked her it was just a mental thing like, oh absolutely like getting, just you and another guy especially if it's you and the yeah. girl's husband there's always that thought in the back of your head like eh, is this really okay <laughs> and again this is another childhood best friend like i mean we've known each other for 20 plus years mm-hmm. and it was like he always kind of had a thing for her anyways so it was like okay but when i came to that point it didn't work it, it did eventually work the one day. It finally worked. And that was the first time either of us broke past soft swap. How was that for you? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of surreal at the time. I mean, I was just having a good time and it just, just kind of went along with it. And Now, did you struggle beforehand when he couldn't get hard? Because I know for girls, when we see that, we're on the other end of it where we start to internalize that ourselves and make it like about us and not about the guy being in a mental place. Yeah, I think it was probably a little bit in the back of my head, but... I think overall, we just, we had a good time in general that it wasn't a big deal. Okay. They still made sure to take care of you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> then you got your ego boost. Him and two other people we know, it was a, oh, we can never get there from oral. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, hold on. I'll hold your beer, babe. <laughs> so. Let me give it a go. Oh, okay. Challenge nice. accepted. Yes, exactly. All right. And what was your reaction during that first time that you finally got to see her do something like that? It, it honestly wasn't like that bad because I'd already worked through it in my head. Like I, like I, over and over yeah, and over. Oh yeah. yeah. I tend mm. to over process and overthink things and I'll have like six different things going on at once. And it wasn't bad. Like once it finally happened, I'm like, okay, it just happened. We had already talked about this so many times. It, it did become something that was part of the, instead of just being another girl there, hey, you know, another guy there for mm-hmm. you. It went pretty smoothly. So after that finally happened, did we use that in the bedroom at all or yeah. enjoyed that? I was going to say, there's a little smile there. I see that. <laughs> yeah. So the first time you guys talk about it, you wait six months before you finally get your one friend to go along with it. How long from that six month point are we talking before this first full penetration experience? Two years? Yeah, it, was, it was a while. Yeah. It, yeah. It was probably about two years. Cause yeah, everything up to that was just soft for the most part. Okay. And that was more, we wanted to try it, but it was just finding, you know, we pretty much stayed, Mm -hmm. yeah, we pretty much stayed inside of our small circle of friends. We didn't know about the local club. We didn't know about anything outside of Craigslist. And quite honest, we looked at Craigslist again. There were some weird fucking people in there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so I can get the rest of the timeline. How long ago are we talking for this? It was after the second kid. So yeah, she's nine. So it was about eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. So you're staying in your small circle. Where do we continue on from here as playing within the friend circle how long does that last uh that lasted the longest actually and we never found a couple it was always just singles it was always either single males or unicorns like there was never any couple that was in our circle that wanted to go any farther so the whole full couple swap didn't happen until what maybe two years ago but yeah before that it was just it would either be a single male or a unicorn which the unicorn the first one was actually the one we were talking about the whole gifting thing Still, it's, it's never going to happen. I'm telling you. <laughs> so she actually got into a relationship and then got back out of a relationship and was supposed to meet up with us again and then wanted to go to the club with us. Okay. But now she's in another relationship. In a different relationship. Yeah. And he's not about that life. Like she, he knows about what mm-hmm. she's done, but he's just not about it. So he'll crack one day. <laughs> they all do. They all do. But and I, when I told her what she's actually considered a unicorn, she was ecstatic. She's like, "Oh, I can't wait! I'm going to dress up like a fucking unicorn." And I'm like, "You can. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the purpose." No one, but nobody's going to argue with that. Exactly. <laughs> Just advertise it. I, I'm good with it. Although I've seen a lot of wives dressed like throw on like little unicorn headband and whatnot, and the husband's like, "You're not a unicorn." So I feel like, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> makes you happy. It makes me happy. It's fine. How did you find your singles and your unicorns? They were actually friends. It's they were much, always friends. Yeah, it was always part, within always your friend circle. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. is this just we're out hanging out and one thing leads to another or a little more planned? Um, some of it was just kind of people picked up on things. You know, like our one friend, I posted a picture on Facebook, like a meme of a girl in the corner, like kind of hunched over a little bit. And then in the bottom corner <laughs> of the picture, you could see a guy holding a remote and says, this could be us, but you don't understand this picture and my buddy <laughs> laughed his ass off when he reacted when he found out about it and he's like oh I, i'm surprised you guys know what that is blah, blah blah and at the time when he sent me the text message we were actually out shopping and she had one on <laughs> so i put the remote on the dashboard of my truck and took a picture of it and sent it to him <laughs> he's like oh shit i can't believe that and then it kind of led in this conversation of like he'd always been interested and i knew he had a crush on her when he was younger because he actually knew her before he knew me yeah we went to school together how was that it was a little weird at first but i think it helped with being more comfortable i mean obviously john was comfortable with it as well so it was just a good experience because of that okay 
I want to dig into this remote control panties. I've, <laughs> I, we haven't had that yet, so I want to I want to toy with that a little. <laughs> Give me a scenario in which you were wearing them. I think the first time we decided to try it, we were, I think we went out to dinner. Like, oh, sure, you know, we'll try it and see how it goes. And of course, he had the remote and he'd change it or try and hit the button. It's right as the waitress walked by and hit times. the button. <laughs> So we just kind of had fun with that. At that time, we sent the picture to my buddy of the remote. We were just at Target. So, so it was just <laughs> it a normal. Yeah. Just pop it on as a surprise every once in a while. Just Okay, I like that. So what made you expand out of the friend groups then? Certain friends were moving away, and some of them were getting out of it. They, it just wasn't their thing, so they mm-hmm. were leaving. Didn't want to be involved in it anymore, or they were getting into relationships if they were single. Right. So then it was kind of like, okay, we should probably look into Other finding more options. Out. Yeah, And we heard about the club, and we just never, not scared, but it was kind of like, eh, it's out of that comfort a zone a little bit. intimidating. Yeah. And we then, just didn't know what to expect. And they can't be for sure. Just the thought of it has to be. And then we jumped on some of like the social media sites and made accounts on there and started talking to some people, trying to find our way through things, ran into a bunch of weirdos, <laughs> and then ran into some cool people. And then we actually met some foxes. Yeah. And that was like, they were our first date outside of our friends. So that was like definitely weird. It was like, oh shit, we're going on a date. Like <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> okay. So the silver foxes were your first date. Wow. That's yeah. fun. Yes. Let's walk through that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Silver Fox reached out to us on one of the media groups and we just started chatting from there. And then I kind of like, oh yeah, you know, we, we explained to him our situation. Like we were always within a small group of friends. We would pull in newer friends here and there, but we never expanded outside of that. One thing led to another. Hey, do you guys want to get dinner one night? So we actually met halfway in between where they live and where we live and got dinner and he picked the worst place and we give him shit for it intentionally <laughs> because being able to hear each other talking, it was a loud place. And then on top of that, we got sat next to the stage and then was live music that night i'm partially deaf in one ear and so i couldn't hear shit i don't he doesn't always hear shit as well either Mm -hmm. so we're just sitting there like talking like yeah like huh and we keep turning our heads to each other and and i mean and iris you're super loud too and (laughs) stayed into my good ear (laughs) mrs silver fox just screaming out loud the whole time just because that's what she does (laughs) she's the only one that anybody hears it's fine (laughs) rest of you guys just nodding along it's good Aww. Uh, so no, we just actually ended up eating dinner with them and just talking and everything. And it, it didn't go any farther than that. We were just hanging out, talking, and it was really comfortable. Like they were definitely not pushy or anything like mm-hmm. that. So it was nice to get to talking to people. And it, again, it was our first time going out on a date with a couple that wasn't in our friend group that we didn't know for 10 plus years already. So it was kind of like, oh shit. Yeah, we were nervous. Yeah, it was but- like definitely like being in high school. Yeah. Like not even high school. Yeah. It was probably like more like middle school for me. I was a whore at a young age. So So where did you go after that? No second date with them or now did we then branch out? Okay. Yeah. No, it was a second date with them and and we had already been contacted by some other people because I think we signed up for the club page at that point too. And then there was a second date with them and that's where he, we realized he couldn't eat tacos. Nope. Okay. Now, to be clear, that's not a metaphor. That is, he really struggles to eat tacos the right way. (laughs) I give him shit for it every chance I get an opportunity to, honestly. (laughs) I love that we have a little inside joke with that. Enjoy that two people out there that know what we're talking about. (laughs) Did it progress that night? Yes. So that was your first full swap? Yes. First time with that. First time separate room. 
Oh, okay. Oh, separate rooms. Now let's dig into this story. Okay. <laughs> this is actually like one of my worst stories. Like the overall, the night was good, but it was also one of the most embarrassing nights because it was the first time I ever had an issue. And like going into it, I'd said, hey, you know what? I'd messed up my back at work. And sometimes it, it's not a problem anymore, but at the time I had a little bit of an injury and you get into that right position and it just like locks up and it hurts <sighs> and it just kills it. So everything was going good. And then it did that. And I'm like, okay, it'll just come back. Like it always does. Nah, not this time. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was just like, Oh, shit. And of course, you know, I, I was getting in my head about it. Sure. It was. Oh, yeah. The second. Okay. Now, no, I'll get it back. No, you will not. <laughs> and, and I just immediately went into do everything you can do to make sure she still has a good time. That's the right answer. Yeah. I but like that answer. It's still like on the inside. My head's going, you dumbass. Like, right, what are you right. doing? You're like, she's going to she's gonna think you don't <laughs> like her and all this shit. And yeah. I was just like, oh, man, what the hell is going on right now? I actually stepped out to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, you know, maybe I'll just pep talk myself in the bathroom. I walked out of the bathroom and the doors were open to the rooms and I saw her as I walked by and she looked like she was having a good time. Sound like she was having a good time. <laughs> so that like kind of like broke my focus a little bit too. And I'm just like, oh, I can't focus. Like now I know he's getting oh, what he So it made do. it worse. Oh, yeah. Like okay. no. his, everything for him is working and I'm over here like not showing up. And I was just like, shit, what the hell's going on? And this never happened to me before. This is the first time. So I'm just like, what the fuck? What happened? I mean, overall, it was a good experience. Like mm. everybody still had fun. It was all good, but it was probably probably one of the most embarrassing nights of my life because i'm just like how does it and uh, oh dude i talk so much shit leading up to it too like because i'm a cocky person so and you know how she is so me and her oh, were yeah. going back and forth oh. texting and talking shit the whole time and i just show up and like do not <laughs> show up all the way i'm like oh fuck well now knowing her did she give you shit back after that or was no she? no and- that's the beauty of the fucking lifestyle is that we all understand that that shit does happen and we just move forward Oh, she so. would, she was trying to like help out, like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You know, it's still a great night. You know, like I said, I went into immediately make sure she still has fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got to make up for that though. Okay. So, well, before we hear that one, let's switch to your room. Um, now, this was your first time separate rooms as well. Yes. Whose idea was that? They asked if we did or not, and we're like, we never have, but it was something we were open to trying. So, we're like, oh. I mean, hell, you've never done couples lobby yet. So, <laughs> yeah, because it was always just singles for the most part. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you being on your own for the first time then? It was a little weird at first. But I think once we started getting into it, I was like, okay, well, they're okay. We're okay. And we were comfortable talking to them and everything. So I just went with it and everything was fine. He's definitely a pleaser too. So I can, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were taken care of. Yes. <laughs> so then you make up for it. How? Uh, she actually granted me a hall pass. Oh. to go make up for it because uh, once that night had concluded i felt like i didn't put in the effort or the work needed and uh, <laughs> how long did that stick with you oh uh, it did bother me for like two weeks okay it was in my yeah. head uh i talked to him a couple of times like dude this is what the hell she'd said you know if i want to go back in the morning i could and it, it didn't end up working out mm-hmm. but then it got set up where okay i can drive down there and meet up with her there i got the hall pass went down there everything worked out perfectly fine <laughs> We were good to go. I think I did a pretty good damn job. She could say different, huh? No, she she said everything was good. She said I redeemed myself. All right, good. (laughs) John was really determined to redeem himself. That was definitely something that stuck in his head, and he was like, I have to make up for it. 
we continued that discussion after the mics went off a little. Yeah. Not only did he, two weeks after that, have to go down and try to make it up with her, he actually hooked up with their unicorn a couple of days after just to prove, hey, yeah, I can still get hard and do this with another woman. It really stuck with him. It was affecting him mentally. The conversation that we had after the mics went off was that it was something that was really affecting him mentally in that he felt that it was maybe something that would happen if he was away from Iris. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason why he was having that struggle. Like you said, he went and hooked up with their own unicorn separately to actually experiment and see if this was the case or if he was just had a momentary lapse of inability. Not all of us get that chance. You know, sometimes we're playing with people that we unfortunately never see again or maybe just never reconnect with. And if you have that moment, does that stick with you? Yeah. I mean, there have been moments where I haven't been able to perform and I've gone, well, I hope we get another shot. And usually we do get that other shot and I take advantage of that next time. Because I know for us, I mean, we don't go searching out to redeem ourselves. I know there have been times, one time that I felt I really needed to redeem myself was our last experiences that we shared with uh, me getting sick. I really felt terrible that that night ended the way it did and it started off so sexy. So that was in our last episode. So let's go back to the beginning real quick. Yes. The first time she gets to experience another woman. Yes. After them talking about it for a while happens to be while he's not even in the same state. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, I felt so bad. I still think she did an amazing job of involving him despite that. She sounded like she was very focused on him being part of it. Yeah. And sharing pictures. Yeah. And it felt very much like a, hey, this sexy thing that I'm doing, I want to share with you. It wasn't It's not just for me. It's I'm, you can't be here, but I wish you were. And here I'm including you. Yeah. And I really like that. That was really cool. She handled it very well. And I'm just sad. We don't have the. Yeah. uh, Very disappointed. We don't have that. (laughs) That kind of goes back to saving those videos. Yeah. And saving those pictures to have those memories. Well, but he said his phone went black screen of death, right? So, I mean, that's not something you anticipate happening. Right. And boy, you should probably back those up into multiple places (laughs) just in case. But at the same time, being careful that they're nicely hidden so nobody else sees them. That's the problem, too. (laughs) Do you wish you still had the videos of your early experiences? I mean, they still exist. It's just that they're not in my possession, which is... The unfortunate part. To be clear, whose possession do they currently exist in? My ex-husband. And who knows if he kept them. I don't know if he may have. Because I'll be honest, I really love to see those because I have seen some of your other experiences with the first guy that you played with. Yeah. And I still find those exceptionally hot and I really would love to see more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could get in good with your ex and be like, hey, but um, remember back a while ago? I think the better bet is just to find that guy I played with and we make our own new set of videos. Deal. (laughs) 100% deal. How about her arguing that, no, I'm not bi, I'm not bi. And then to find out that she touched herself to magazine pictures of women. Yeah, catalog pictures (laughs) that likely had those giant brawn panty sets in the back. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that would have been a big indicator. Now, you and I get into this argument all the time. Yes. What makes a person considered... Bye. 
Right. And my opinion is if you're willing to go down on a girl, make out with a girl, and you're not just doing it for show, that that could factor in his buy. I can understand how you see it that way. Your opinion, however, is? I don't crave a relationship with a woman, even though I like touching women and I enjoy pleasing women and women pleasing me. Those things are okay in my book. So I don't crave or search out that connection, that relationship connection with a woman. So therefore, I don't call myself bisexual in that manner. There are women that I very much enjoy their company. I very much enjoy having their friendship part of my life. But again, it's just not something I go and I search out. I, I don't need that in my life. Like I feel like a bisexual person would really crave that or really want that. That being said, I've seen your interaction with another female or two that might be a bit more intense than some. And again, that is, I do have connections with women that go beyond just a sexual, like the sexual touch is fantastic with a woman, but there are women that when I'm in the bedroom with them, our friendship and our connection also comes with us into the bedroom. And Mm -hmm. that makes that passionate exchange Mm -hmm. so much more better. Mm -hmm. Is more better a word? (laughs) In this situation, you more better, better. It is. <laughs> it's more better. Oh, way more better. Wow. <laughs> but I still don't think we've ever settled this argument because I think a lot of people would lean towards my definition that if you're willing to engage sexually with another woman more than just a that, okay, you have some I don't know, sexual for me, tendencies. I guess. Because it is bisexual. Right. Not, I understand. Not bidatual. Right. And I'm not saying that I don't want to or I'm ashamed of identifying that way. I just, my definition in my head would be that a bisexual person would crave and want a relationship with either or sex. I've always very And you basically much, don't want to take that away from them and what they're... Right. If, if somebody were to say, I'm bisexual and want to have this relationship with you, I mean, I'd consider it, but it's not something I'm searching out. It's not something I need. I definitely get everything I need from a male. In our relationship, I get all of my needs met by you, and I don't think or want them to be met by a female. That being said, what kind of porn did you use to watch? before you got into all this? I didn't watch female, female. I didn't, unless it was a group thing where females ended up with each other because they always do anyways. But what's funny is I didn't ever pay attention to the men. Like what did turn me on was watching the female. However, I think that's very common for females to watch the female in the porn because we're so emotionally driven. I would always watch the female, how she reacted when the guy put it in or how she reacted when she's coming, or how she reacted when he pinched a nipple, or, you know, the things that turn me on, I would watch that actress portray. And if she was very good and she came off very genuine, then that was a hot fucking porn for me to watch. But if she was not genuine and it came off fake or came off like she didn't want to be there, I wanted nothing to do with watching that porn. And getting back to what Ron and Holly said, the reason you are my favorite porn star is because the videos I have of you of that first penetration moment or that orgasm moment are really fucking hot and genuine. So (laughs) those are the moments that I am turned on the most. Yeah. Fair enough. So they're on Craigslist chatting back and forth with a couple and discover they live in the same building. I have to say that I cannot stress this enough. If you find out something about another couple that they haven't told you completely by accident, you don't need to go throwing it in your face. Hey, I know something about you. 
because that will do nothing but make that other couple uncomfortable. But in their defense, A, they weren't have never been down this path. And B, I think they were trying to find common ground mm-hmm. or, or something in common and inadvertently. Oh, I could totally see going, oh my God, guys, you live, live right here? above us. Yes. This would be great. We can be fuck buddies right nearby. Right. I get it. But I I know where I, you live. I understand <laughs> where you're coming from, but maybe when I was first starting down this path, I feel I would have been the type of person to be the same way. Jump at the chance to find that thing that we have in common mm-hmm. because I saw it in a picture. Oh my gosh, you have that hat. I have that hat too. And not thinking it through in that, ooh, that could be creepy. Like right. I know where you live is a bit creepy and not necessarily connecting. And also on Craigslist too. Right. I think that combination of things yep. was just the not good combination. I agree. <laughs> just just be careful if you accidentally find out where somebody works or what they do or, oh, I, we have a mutual friend. Right. Don't go throwing that out right away. Yeah, kind of feel it out. So then they move home and start playing with childhood friends. <sighs> when you use your friends as your pool for pulling from for sexual activities, you gotta be so careful, right? I think it depends on the person. I mean, because for us, sex is just sex and it's no big fucking deal. And yeah, we can have it, sex with somebody one day and hang out and have game night with them and their family the next day. But if you think about all the memories and all the things that you know about your childhood friends, that's where it's taking sex out of sex is just sex kind of thing. Because now you have all of these past experiences that you're working from. John even mentions that his buddy had a thing for Iris. Mm-hmm. And I mean, while yes, he didn't get hard for her the couple times that they played and only worked out one time, I still feel like that would be a very difficult point of contention for me. I would have a difficult time saying, I know you have a thing for me. I don't know. I don't really? know. It's, I see. I, I don't it's think it's almost be more difficult because now you're like, well, there's so much more at risk. What I happens? mean, if anything for you, I could see like, oh shit, I need to live up to this. Oh, because but, like you've talked me up so much. Yeah, like, oh, you fantasized about me for so many years. Now I need to bring it. But oh, I meant like her husband talking her up in his presence all the time. Like, oh yeah, she's so good. She, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I actually have a story that relates to this. Okay. Because about a year after my first partner and I started dating, I came back home from college for the weekend or something. And one of my friends came over to hang out with us and we were telling them all about the things that we do. One thing leads to another. My partner and I start making out and she kind of reaches out and starts touching him, gets up on all fours. I start fucking her from behind as she pulls down his pants and goes to give him a blowjob. Already I'm thinking, okay, cool. This We'll do this for this way. Then we'll spin around. Her lips barely touched his cock before he came. Whoa. It was over within, I am not exaggerating, five seconds. Wow. And he sat down, watched us have sex, got up and went in the bathroom. And she turned to me and said, that was smaller than I expected it to be. <laughs> oh, no. And we just hung out the rest of the weekend and never spoke of sex between us again. <laughs> So then was it awkward after that? No, not at all. We hung out many times over the next couple of years. And okay, but nothing ever happened after sexually, that? Sexually, no, because she had no real desire and 
I don't know if he would have, but she wasn't interested. And that wasn't like set up beforehand, though. That was something. No, that this just was a spur happened. of the moment. Like, had you told me it was going to happen literally a half an hour before it happened, I would have said, "There's no Never. fucking way." And he wasn't even drinking. It was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Honestly, that me and my ex, when we started down this path, that was our first go-to was to kind of go through our group of friends and determine which ones we could think of being somebody that we could do something with because we were very honest with our friends we were very upfront and there was only a small group of our friends that we would not talk about lifestyle stuff with in Mm -hmm. fact most of our friends would have known and i think a big part of picking your friends at first is comfort level is just not feeling like i'm already jumping into something that makes me uncomfortable so it does make crossing that threshold a little bit more comfortable because now you you don't have to deal with a stranger Mm -hmm. and the awkwardness of having sex so i do get that i think that's really great that you can dip into your friend pool and honestly i feel sex with couples that we are friends with is way better than just that random hookup that we have yeah but also i enjoy sex with couples in the lifestyle because i feel that those rules or that understanding of the lifestyle in general is kind of already there Mm -hmm. and so we don't have to necessarily deal with the oh now our friends are figuring out their own relationship and what they're willing to and what they're not willing to and and is this just a young and fun thing or is this more of a oh we can do this more often kind of thing you know which john made mention to also and in that some of them grew out of doing these kinds of things Mm -hmm. in their relationships and or entered into new relationships as singles that were not about doing those kinds of things so it's really a gray area for me i don't think it's a bad thing. I just don't know that looking at it from the outside, it would be something that I could easily do. How about the thought in your mind, if a guy's struggling to get hard, it's clearly somebody who's very interested in you. So there's no real question, eh, is this guy interested in me or not? But just the moment is making it difficult for him to get hard. Well, I think the important thing to point out is at what point in your journey are you? Because if you're asking me this when I'm new into the lifestyle, I'm very much in my own head and I'm very much thinking, what did I do wrong? What is it about me? But if you ask me today where I've had enough of those experiences and enough conversations Mm -hmm. (laughs) with many people and I now know enough that I don't internalize it anymore. I can walk away from a situation saying, oh, that's a real bummer. I wish there was something more I could have done or I wish there was something that would have helped him over that. But ultimately, I don't put it on my shoulders anymore. Like it was somehow my fault or somehow something about my looks or about my body or something that was a turn off. It's important to not necessarily point it out or make them feel awkward because maybe if they're, if it's a multiple person situation that they are kind of the odd man out type of thing. It could be any one of a million factors. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary for a guy who couldn't get hard during a play session to come back and redeem himself. I don't think that I walk away from a play session where a gentleman has not been able to perform in that sense. And I don't walk away from it saying to myself, well, gee, I wish he would have gotten hard. That would have been so much better had he have gotten hard. I don't even, I don't look at things that way. So, And I don't think very many people do. So ultimately, if he did do other things that helped keep things hot and steamy and still turned me on, then I'm still satisfied. It doesn't have to be with your cock or your hard cock to be the end-all be-all in a situation. And I will say that their friend that they were doing this with 
I mean, they did it many, many times. And clearly whatever they were doing when he couldn't get hard was still enough to keep them entertained and wanting to do it more. Right. Iris and, and John's first lifestyle date was with the Silver Foxes, which is amazing because it's such a small world. It really is. And I also think it's really great because this is actually a very common way for swingers to meet other swingers is you actually go out with one couple who knows another couple who that couple then may speak to the other swinger couple about you and say, oh, these people are great. You'll love them. We've met a lot of our friends in this type of format where some of our friends have met them first and said, oh, you got to meet these people. They're so mm-hmm. great. It kind of is a small world in that you impress one set of swingers, you may impress their whole group. <laughs> what amazes me is that the Silver Foxes don't live anywhere near us. That's <laughs> And yes. these guys don't live very close to us. They both live in the opposite direction <laughs> right. of us. So the fact that they managed to get together and that that was their first couple that they found. Well, birds of a feather flock together, right? Isn't that a saying? That is a saying. <laughs> Basically, eventually you'll find feather. your people. And that's <laughs> yeah. what's very cool. Yeah. How about the awkwardness of going on that first date with another couple after you've been with your partner for a long time, not having had to date anyone? I think it's more nerves beforehand and getting ready. I think that whole, the lead up, Part is probably the worst, but the actual date itself, I guess it depends on who you meet, but right. knowing the Silver Foxes and even knowing their ridiculous situation that they were in with the, being able to hear each other and that <laughs> it still managed to be a pretty yep. good time. But I know for me... Just the anxiety of the buildup to when you're going to actually meet these people, the actually meeting them part doesn't tend to be as bad as the lead up does. Right. Then you're, you know, you're shaving every body part, trying to make sure that like there's not a single hair on you. And then you're, everything has to be perfect. Yeah, everything is, yeah, right in place and perfect and probably got too much deodorant on and a little too much cologne or something. Now, you and I started in the lifestyle very shortly after we started dating. But in your previous relationship, you did have a first date with another couple. Yes. How was that experience? So we had the benefit of having met the couple at the club. At that time, we didn't have a babysitter on rotation. So we had very limited free time. And so we had several weeks in between when we met them to the time that we set up the date. It was pretty nice because you met them in person and then we exchanged phone numbers and then we had text conversations in between leading up to that first date. So it made it really nice. It made it something we were looking forward to. However, still super nervous because... You don't know what to expect, right? And same deal here. I'm getting ready for that night. And it was like, I was very much in my head on trying to make myself look as physically as perfect as possible. I toiled about the outfit I was going to wear for probably a week beforehand. I ordered several different shirts from like Amazon and I just tried really hard to make it seem like I was effortless, but it was all of the effort that went in. It was very different than it is today. Okay. I didn't even think about the fact that you had met them in person beforehand. 
Mm-hmm. You're at least walking into somebody you knew was real, you had met already. Correct. Yeah. But I think that maybe saved you a little bit, but it sounded like even then you were still nervous. If it had been a couple that we hadn't met in person, I actually feel like the anxiety would have been slightly less, probably. You don't have that connection yet, and so we don't know how we interact. But I knew how we would interact because we were very attracted to this couple at the club. So we already kind of had that down. We already had some conversation in the bucket. And then the lead up conversation in text was very exciting and a big turn on as well. And then they get to the play session and end up in separate rooms for their first ever couple swap. I was thinking about this. We are not a separate room couple. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of thinking about this as I was listening to them because we've had experiences while in the same room that might mimic a separate room Mm -hmm. where you have essentially parallel play, but we've swapped partners. We've also had situations in the same room where we've included everybody. So it kind of doesn't necessarily matter, in my opinion, if we're in the same room or not. But what we get from the experience, or at least the reason why we're doing this, Mm -hmm. is that you enjoy seeing me. You enjoy hearing me. You enjoy all of those parts of sex that involve me. So if I'm not in the room with you, why are we doing this kind of thing? And I understand that. If I think back to some of our experiences, I've not that there's very many, but there are times when we've literally just completely swapped partners and really didn't do much touching of one another. And there have been moments where we've been with groups of six or eight or whatever, where you're on one side of the room and I'm on the completely opposite side of the room and there are multiple people in between us, which is basically about the same thing. Yeah. But good news for me is that I can still hear you. (laughs) (laughs) And I think even if we did have a scenario that happened, maybe in organic form where we ended up in separate rooms, I don't think we'd go far from each other, depending on the place. But in the apartment here, you can't really go too far. Right. (laughs) And and you'd definitely be audible enough that we could hear each other. Oh, thanks. You are. And that's what I love about you. What would you think if something like that came about in our relationship? I mean, it depends how it, like if somebody asked us, hey, can we do separate rooms? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I'd jump to the yes. If it just kind of happened, I wouldn't be angry. Mm -hmm. And I could totally see it just kind of happening. Like if, say, I'm making out with somebody on the couch and the guy just grabs your hand and you go in the other room Mm -hmm. and then we catch up with you eventually, then no big deal. Yeah. So I don't think I'd be mad about it. Is it my first choice? No. Okay. Is it a situation that you would like to entertain? No, I won't search it out. It's, I mean, it's not something I'm putting on our profile. Definitely not something I'm going to ask for. But your scenario of, well, if he were to grab my hand and we were to head off to the bedroom and I knew you were just one room away mm-hmm. and there was a possibility of, oh, this is just going to be like the foreplay portion and then we'll come back together. Or, you know, at some point you guys will make your way to watch us if you've done your thing or something. Then... I could see that happening. And I mean, I know you well enough that I know that that wouldn't bother you. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious where you kind of stand. In. That being said, I do frequently fantasize about hanging out in this room with another guy or a group of guys or some couples and you taking somebody back into the bedroom yeah, and doing something. Yeah. So now that I'm saying this out loud and thinking about it, actually, no, I'm kind of good with this idea. And we're talking about here in a place 
that we know. And also right. the rooms are not far apart. But what if we had a couple who wanted to separate, you know, locations, like hotel rooms or yeah. something like total different locations? I, I'd really, really need one of the two of you to be really good at stories. <laughs> and I need to know that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Or set up the video camera. Yeah. Well, even then, I'd still like to hear it from your perspective. Any chance that the fact that this was their first couple swap and the first time that she was doing something on her own, that might have been the reason that he was getting in his own head? Oh, gosh. I mean, we could speculate a million reasons, right? And I'll tell you right now, I don't think he's thought of it, but I have a feeling that that is one of the main things that was in the back of his head is, is she okay? What's going on? I think having known the Silver Foxes long enough, you get a good feel for people, but you mm -hmm. still have that innate feeling in the back of your head that's always like questioning a situation or questioning safety. Knowing how John and Iris are, he is very much a protective, loving man who yes. who's, who loves her very much and you can tell is just super caring and very concerned for her safety. And I think that that might have been something in the back of his head that while there was no outward appearance of things being unsafe, it was something in the back of his head that he was concerned of. But then he walks by them, seeing them have fun and goes, well, shit, now I'm really fucked. I <laughs> well, it, so now, yeah. So now his, his worry has now become to, oh crap, I'm not having the same level of fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Now, personally, if I was in that situation, I think at that point I go back, grab Mrs. Silver Fox and go, you got to come see what's going on in this room. Yeah. And in the hopes that what's happening with you would then get me going and off to the race as we go. If the Silver Foxes were the ones who recommended the separate room. But at the same time, you can go, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. Let's get back yeah, to the Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. I'm just saying that, see, the people pleaser in me is this saying is what they this is for. what they like. This is what turns them on. Do I want to throw a kink in their place? You're a really good people pleaser. <laughs> you, you are down for whatever as long as everybody's happy. This is true. Yep. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. 